Baruch Hashem, a beautiful Sunday morning. We have uh, the Rosh Shabbat with us, from Ezra Cohen. Okay? And my cousin, Moshe Harari. All right, let's go. So now, the last thing we, uh, well, before we start, this Vad was dedicated and sponsored, Latzachav, Esther, Bat Yafa, and Yitzchak, Ben Yafa. In the Torah and Amen. Now, the last thing we discussed before we go further was that the first step of growth is always being margish bechisaron to realize that you're lacking something, and from that place of feeling that you're lacking something that helps you, motivates you, and gives you the the um, thinking process how to grow, all right? Now, we kind of had an issue with this because everybody has to grow. Uh, where are we up to? We're up to v'hatavlin l'hayetzer. The bal yesatan l'chol shalosh ha-madregas. Ah, shleim. Right? So we kind of had like a little bit of an issue of um, how does a person who's doing well grow? If a person is doing well, so how is he margish achisaron? Okay? And even more so, which is a lengthy discussion of understanding the balance between sameach bechelkoi. A person has to always be happy with his lot, even in Avodah Hashem, like Rabbi Chaim Veloshna talks about in Rachaim. Which the Mepharshim discussed was kind of a problem for Korach, who wanted something bigger. It was coming from a place that he wanted to steig, he wanted to grow. But he was lacking what we call Sameach Bechelkoi. Be Sameach in your Chelek and Avoida. Right? So how do we balance the Sameach Bechelkoi, being happy with, your, with where you're at in Avoida Hashem? And at the same time, you have to be magish echisaron that there's something more to do, something greater to do. That's a big question that needs to be explained. Because people that are always looking at what's lacking can never be happy with themselves. That's like the way of a perfectionist, you know. And therefore, they're always looking at what they're missing, not what they have. So you have to have a balance between samech bechalkoi and magish echisaron. Right? So this is a big schmooze. But the basic idea is that the motivation in Avoidus Hashem, B'derek Klal, comes from this concept called Mishyesh Loi Mone If you have a hundred, you want two hundred. Okay? So firstly, to be motivated for more, you have to appreciate what you have. You have to be a Yesh Loi Mone. You have to realize that you have something. And then from that having, you're motivated for more of it. Okay, that's number one. Number two, why does it say Mishiach like money writes a Messiah? If you have a hundred dollars, you want two hundred dollars. It should say, well, I want a million dollars. I want ten million dollars. Why is it only two hundred dollars? Right? That means that the wanting more in a serious way is working with what you have and getting it better. You have a small business, instead of thinking about being 
a multi-million dollar operation. You have to think how you could do your business more efficiently the way it is, that it should be more profitable. That's a sensible way to work. He's not going out of his range. He stays within his range and it gets better. So here's the deep point. Samech B'chelka means, let's say you're a yeshiva boy, right? Yeshiva bocher. So in being a yeshiva bocher, whatever age you're at, there is a place that you could grow further in that chelik. You could be happy with that chelik. And you could be appreciative of that chelik, but you want to do a little bit better. It's a little bit stronger. Yeshle moneh writes a masayim. So you have to be a yeshle moneh. You have to appreciate what you have, and then you have to want to go deeper within what you do have. You understand that, Moshe? You have to go deeper into what you do have. Give Shlomo the the place, right? You have to be a So that's why you could be a margish bechisar. You don't have Mosayim. but you're still a yeshleimone. You're a sameach bechelkoi, and from your chelik. It gives you a deeper way to go deeper into your chalik. Not to be something else, but to be someone else. You can't be a good yeshiva bocher and say, I want to be Reb Chaim Kanievsky. That's not the, that's not the right samasayim. You understand? The right samasayim has to be within your chalik. Okay? So this is basically what we were handling last week. And now we're going to go take the next step here. And we're up to the words Vatavlin Lahayetzer. See that? Vatavlin Lahayetzer. The antidote to the Yetzer Horror. Lebalye Satan Lechol Shaloshes Hamadregas. That means we just learned that there's three levels. There's a level called feeling Chisarin, Margish Chisarin. There's a level called Kvishas Hayetzer. And there's a level called Tikun Hayetzer. And you need Torah for each one of those levels. Okay, does that one see that? You can't find it? Could you give me the papers? I'll show it to you. Let's find it. Okay. Give me a second here. Right here. Here we go. Vatavlin Vayetza. You're on the right page. Here it is. Vatavlin Vayetza. Got it? Show the boys. Vatavlin Vayetza. May I get your uh, booklet? He's going to show it to you about Tavlin Lahayetzer. Matan, please show the oil. About Tavlin Lahayetzer. And the antidote or the medication for the Yetzer is Labalye Satan, the Chol Shalashim Madrigas, that the Yetzer shouldn't get in the way of all these three levels. He had Torah. Torah is the only thing we have to work with the Yetzirah. Kema'amorim zal, like the Gemara says in Kedushin on Lamed Amad Beis. Barati Yetzirah, I, Hashem says, I created the Yetzirah. Barati lo Torah Tavlin, and I created the Torah to be the Tavlin to the Yetzirah. That means don't think you can work with the Yetzirah in your own creative ways. You have to work through the Torah. Because Hashem, who created the human, created the Torah. So the Torah is the only way to make Tavlin to the Yetzirah. We're going to see in a minute, and we're going to talk about it, expound on it more, but really what comes out is that the Torah that we have, 
I mean, the Torah that came down from Shemayim to here was a Torah that was designed solely for the purpose of dealing with the Yetzirah. That's Rabbi Rucham. It's a very deep point, which I'm going to expound on. It's not like the Torah has other functions and also it could be used for the Yetzirah. The Torah was given to us and designed in a way to work the whole purpose of the Torah is to work with the Yetzirah. Okay? We're going to see about that a little bit better. And for this reason, it's possible to say that we find three different terms used to define what Torah is. Ha'achas. In one place, the Gemara refers to the Torah as a choma. Does anybody know what a choma is? Huh? A wall. Very good, Yehuda. A wall. A person was on a very high level. When he came to this madrega called Tikkun Ayetzer, the Torah becomes a wall for him, around him. To protect him. There's a very big challenge that could knock him off his feet. Torah will be there to serve as a wall for him. Okay? The second term that we refer to in the Torah is Refu'ah. It's considered like a medication. Kedushin Lamanam Udbeiz, Visamtem, Samtam, Marshal Adam, Shikha Benoi, Maka Gedol, Vihniach, Levitia, Gabi Makato, Kaha Kotzboch, Omleiso, Barati Etzara, Barati Torah Tavlin, that the Torah is a refuah for the Yetzahara. Okay? What is that for? Hainan Lemishu, Bimadregas Koivish, as Yetzah. He's still fighting with his Yetzah. Asheu Choyla Amit, he's still sick. Will help him and heal him against his aid. So, Hagim Chaim. We find that Torah is referred to as life. says, If you leave Torah, you will die. So, you see, Torah gives life. A person who's only at the level of hergish. A person who has feelings and he wants to grow and he has aspirations and he has hopes, with time, he'll lose those feelings, right? But if he studies Torah properly, the Torah will keep him with the hergish alive. Okay? So this is, we have a lot to talk about, but this is basically what Rabbi Sosalanta says. He says there's only one way to deal with the Eight Sahara. And that's what Torah, which we have to explain that. But that's what he says, okay? Now, he says the Torah helps us in three different ways, each one according to your situation. It could either be a wall, which could protect you from falling after you grew. It could be a refuah to help you, heal you, while you're still sick, which is Kibosh And it could keep your... Feelings and hergeshim in your chesroinus that you want to grow can keep them alive that they shouldn't go away. That's what we saw. Okay, so let's try to get this oimikye. What does this mean? Barati yetzara, barati torata. Let's get it clear, okay? <clears throat> it's really a hemshech of what we spoke about on Thursday. If you 
really chap the amkis and the shmuz that we spoke. You see, the malachim wanted that the Torah should stay in heaven, should not come down to earth. Okay? Now obviously, malachim have plenty of understanding in Torah, and the Torah pertains to them as well in their world. How exactly, we don't know. But the way they would read the Torah and read the message of the, uh, messages of the Torah, it pertains to them as well. Okay? Now, Moshe Rabbeinu wants to bring the Torah to this world. That people, human beings, not angels, human beings should study Torah. And the Malachim were against it. Because it's like a Chilul Hashem. You're going to give Torah to people that are full with taivas and yetzahoras, and they have Bechira, they can decide if they want to listen to Hashem or they don't want to listen to Hashem. The Malachim don't make those decisions. Malachim are obedient. They're not even clearing not to listen to Hashem, right? So it's a little Chilul Hashem. So Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu to answer the angels by putting his hand on the on the Kisei covered chair of glory, the chair that holds up Hashem. And he explains that Moshe Rabbeinu was explaining to them that the only creations of Hashem, spiritual creations of Hashem, can bring honor to Him is the neshamot of Jewish people, which is mitachat kisei comes from underneath the chair of glory. That means... The Jewish people studying and keeping the Torah is really what brings glory to Hashem. Why is that? Because they have a Yetzirah. The Yetzirah itself is the vehicle by which to bring the glory to Hashem by the means of the Torah. Okay, so let's get that clear. That means when a person who is very uh, low state... He's in a very low state. He's a basar v'dam. He has a body. He has taivas. He has yetzahoras. He's in a very low state. He has bad midot. He has all kinds of issues. Right? That guy. When he takes the Torah and he studies it in a way that that Torah lifts him up and creates out of him a spiritual being and he's only using his body as the levush to the spirituality that's in him. Okay? So now, let's say for the example we gave on Thursday, these two people go to business. A human being and a tzelem elikim. Two different people, but they go to the same work. The, the regular human being, when he goes to work, he tries to get as much for himself as possible. He'll give the customer the least to get the most money for himself. He's a taker. Right? Yes, So that's in Bikitzer, in a nutshell, right? That's what business is. Atzal Malikim goes to business in a whole different way, like we explained for Abishol Salanter, the way he explained Chanoich was that Atzal Malikim goes to business, he looks to give to the customer as much as possible, and take the least for himself. He's more of a giver. He's what he takes is only like a echetimsa to give. Because if you're not alive and you can't pay for your food and you can't live and you can't have the, what the material to give, then you can't give. But he's a giver, he's not a taker. So for him, business is an opportunity to provide 
the needs of people and to give, as opposed to a regular guy, business is a way to get, not to give. So that's a godly person. Only a godly person would be so selfless and so giving that even when he's in business, he's thinking more about giving than about getting. That's a godly person that the Torah, the Torah could do that to a person. Okay? Now, the deep part of this is, the very deep part of the Shmuz is, that a godly person, not only does he try to behave like the Torah says to him, the Torah actually heals him. Where it becomes natural to him. It starts to make sense to him to be a giving person even in business. That's a godly power that comes out in this world that you can't get that from angels. That's why it's more kavod shamayim. If you could take a human being and you could develop from a human being that he should have the attributes and the midas of Hashem shining through the human, that's the biggest kavod to Hashem possible. That's what brings the clarity and the light in this world of Hashem. You understand that concept? So that's basically what we spoke about in the Shmuz. So again, if the tachlis of the Bria, let's get to Afkisa, if the purpose of the world, of this world, was to bring kavot Hashem, and that's why Hashem made souls from under the Kisei HaKovit, to be able to facilitate that mission of bringing kavot Hashem, and you can only facilitate that mission through the Torah, because you can't become a godly person Without the Torah. So it comes out that the Torah coming to this world, the purpose of the Torah to come to this world was only to develop a person's Yetzirah. That was the reason for it. Because for the other parts of the Torah, I could have stayed upstairs. It didn't have to come down here. That's what Biruchim says. That the Torah only is here to work with the Yetzirah. Because working with the Yetzirah is the thing that makes Kvot Shemayim. It's a very deep thing. Torah has its interpretation and understanding and Avoidah for angels too. But the angels Avoidah doesn't make Kvot Shemayim. Who makes Kvot Shemayim? The humans Avoidah. Why is the human avoid to make Kvot Shemayim? Because you have to elevate Yetzirah, right? That's how it makes Kvot Shemayim. So that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, the Torah has to come down here. Because the Torah that comes down here is the Torah that brings out Kvot Shemayim. How does it bring Kvot Shemayim? Because the Torah teaches you how to deal with Yetzirah. That means the tachlis of the Torah is only to deal with Yetzirah. I'll give you a marshal, what Biruchim says. See that you have to see now a whole different Torah now. It's a very deep thing. Torah is not behaviors. Torah is dealing with the Yetzer. What's a Yetzer? Does I don't know what a Yetzer is? You have to chop the Amkis. What's a Yetzer? A Yetzer is your natural uh, tendencies and inclinations. It's you. Right? That means the Torah has to develop you. If I do just a behavior, but it didn't develop me, then it's not Torah. Then it's a behavior. Torah has to develop the human, right? That means when the Torah says behaviors, it's really to develop the human being. That's a very deep thing. Because it could only develop me 
if I understand the Torah so well that I can internalize the behavior to become my natural way of acting. It's a very deep, deep thing. Is it giving you new behaviors or is it just... The behavior is giving, it, it's giving you tools how to develop yourself to match your reality should match the behavior. I'll give you a, a marshal like what we were learning before, right? So, Rabbi Solante says that the way we have to go in life, what does the Torah want from us? It wants me that when I look at my friends, instead of being taken by their faults, how do we naturally? What's the natural? What's a natural human being before Torah comes in? A natural human being before Torah comes in is he knows about himself that he has faults and he has good things, right? But he's taken. He's totally touched Nispal from his own milas and he ignores his own chesrainas. And when it comes to his friends, he's naturally taken by their chesrainas and he ignores their milas. That's the way humans are. That's natural human beings, right? And then the Torah says you have to be an anav. What's an anav? You have to be taken by your friends, milas. You have to be touched by them. So much so that you're even ignoring their chesroinus. And then you have to be taken by your own chesroinus that even if the whole world says you're a tzaddik, you still do not ignore the fact that you have these big chesroinus that have to be taken. That's anav. Like I said in the past, you have to be a very healthy person to be an anav. We're not there yet. But that's what the Torah wants, right? Now, but that's against nature. What the Torah wants is against nature. And when you first learn that in the Torah, you're surprised by it because it doesn't make sense. Why should I only be taken by my friend's Milas? Like, what, what's up? Maybe I should see the whole picture. He has Milas and Chesronis. You want to tell me not to be taken by his Chesronis only? Fine. But to tell me that I should be only taken by his Milas, why should it be like that? And that I should be only taken by my chesrainus and, and, and not taken by my milas. Well, I should be like that, right? So now, number one, the Torah is telling me a chiddush, which I don't understand. So even if I try to do it, even if I try to do it in behavior, it doesn't mean that I'm actually changed, right? So how do I actually change? How do I actually change? When it becomes sense, it makes sense to me to be that way. That's when I'm changed. So barati yetzerah barati Torah Torah yechtechap the amkes. What's Torah? Torah is chokma. Didn't say behaviors mitzvahs. Torah. So that means when I learn the sugya of Anova so well, to the point that I can understand it and I can chap it, that it changes my thinking and my emotions and my and my my personality and, and every bit of me, then I became a different guy. That's it, Salam Aleikim. I have to naturally be that way. So Torah is supposed to make a person different, changes them. It's supposed to change them. That's the purpose of Torah. If there's any, if you're doing Torah just in the mental scholastic understanding of it, or the behavior part of it, for that price we could have left the Torah in Shemayim. We don't have to bring it down here. The point of the Torah coming here, is only to work with the Yetzirah. That's Rabbi Yerucham's work. Only to work with the Yetzirah. That's why Rabbi Yerucham could ask a kasha. It says, by Machzit HaShekel, which is coming up soon, right? What's the Allah of Machzit HaShekel? Every Jew has to give a half a shekel, right? So what's it saying in the Torah? That the rich cannot give more than a half, and the poor cannot give less than a half. Okay? So Rabbi Rucham says, his kashas, we understand why the 
poor person would want to give less. Doesn't have money. If they don't have money, you want to give less, right? But what would be wrong if the rich guy wants to give more? So, but the way he asked the kasha is, what's the Yitzhahara of wanting to give more? What's the Yitzhahara? Because the Torah's dinim is only designed to deal with the Yitzhahara. So you can't say that there's a pshat, why Hashem doesn't want the rich to give more. You have to tell me what the Yitzhahara is to give more, to understand what the Torah is trying to clean up over there. That's the Hanukkah of the kasha. If the Yisrael of Torah is Be'etzem Tavlin there has you always have to find what's the natural way to go against what the Torah says. So again, you got to get that clear because it's a deep thing. Every halacha you see in Shulchan Aruch, every halacha you see in the Torah, there has to be a natural behavior that wants to go against it. You have to figure out why naturally I want to go against it. And if naturally I want to go against it, that means it makes sense to me to go against it. Because that's my nature. So my nature makes sense to me. So I have to learn in the Torah what? A new way of thinking. When I have a new way of thinking, then the Torah way makes sense to me. So that's what Torah has to do. It has to go into you. If it doesn't go into you, there's no purpose. To say, Shtiklach Torah, in an Indian, for Shtiklach Torah, for sure your Shtiklach Torah are not as good as the angel Shtiklach Torah. They could have said much better Shtiklach Torah. We could have left the Torah in Shammai. So what was the point of Torah coming here? The point of Torah coming here was to develop you to be at Salam Alekim. And that's what brings Kavoyit Shemayim. That's the point. Okay, we'll continue on the subject tomorrow.